return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Today, hold it up for a second and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Anybody joining us from other countries, we welcome you as well on Facebook Live and thankful for your lives, your ministries, things you're doing in other countries, shining for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, God is good. What's that? Nigeria's on. All right. Yeah. Amen. India be on. Hallelujah. God is good. We continue to hear testimonies of pastors that have been encouraged uh, pastors that have said their view of ministry has changed. We talked a lot about our identity in Christ. Uh, the woman that had colon cancer says she has no pain and she's eating and she's doing great. And so uh, uh, we thank God for her life. Uh, another lady stepped out in faith and she started a house church now. She was encouraged, stepped out in faith, started a house church. And uh, so we're thankful. Uh, we're thankful for the hunger and so forth that is there. And in India... We're grateful for um, the meetings we have are, are just really special. Uh, pastors show up, and uh, they're encouraged, and they want prayer. And they, uh, many of them, uh, uh, they're not part of denominations, and so we teach them and we encourage them. They face a lot of adversity and so forth in their culture, and yet they're out there shining for Jesus and uh, not... Not going backwards, but going forwards. And we love it. uh, uh, Our time in India, we love it. Uh, We pray for hundreds and hundreds of people. We pray for hundreds of pastors. And uh, people will stay long time waiting just for prayer. Uh, But we love that. Uh, We're going to go into a session here. We're going to show just a little bit, just a tiny little bit on a pastor's meeting. Understand this. If I'm standing here, if if I'm here... The pat- just wait a second. Just, just wait a second. If I'm standing here, people are right here. Okay? There's no aisles. There's no room. Uh, the building is, the, the supper room is full. The outside is full. The stairway down is full. Everything is full. All the neighbors are Hindus that can hear the message as well. But it is literally standing, sitting room only hunger for Jesus to come and hear the word of God. So we'll turn on here. Let's, let's watch a couple of these. Uh, 
So that's the church where the lady walked in off the streets, saw Jeannie, she rededicated her life to Jesus, she heard the, the message, she heard the singing, that's the church that shares the wall with the Hindu temple, and uh, outside are, that hear us, outside there's thousands of people on this street, and so we thank God for, uh, that we can do that, but also as protection and so forth. Many people healed and touched there, that's the church where the lady last year we prayed over her, and her anointed ministry began. She'd been traveling and preaching and ministering. Uh, many people touched. She came back for a double portion with her husband. And uh, we showed her picture last week and so forth. So in the mornings uh, uh, from, from like uh, 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock, we do the conference, we take a rest, and then we do the evening services there and then get back to our hotel at 11 or 12 or whenever, whenever we're done praying and depending on how far we're going and so forth. So uh, God is working by his spirit, amen? There's a lot of things happening. I love the hunger. I really love the hunger. I wish I wish it was close, easier to get there, <laughs> but the hunger is tremendous. Part of that's because of the persecution. Part of that's because of the adversity that they face, but they're serious about the gospel, and uh, uh, they're willing to lay down their life for Jesus Christ. That's a challenge you all have to face, amen? Lee Grady just, just uh, sent the message to us this week. One of his dear friends in Nigeria was beheaded, a great pastor and so forth in Nigeria, because he wouldn't compromise. He wouldn't say that Jesus Christ is not the Son of God. No, he is the Son of God, and he gave his life for that. But the Bible says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives to the death. And so you have to, there's serious questions you always have to ask yourself. Am I willing, am I willing, do I really believe this? If I really believe it, am I willing to sacrifice for this, for my beliefs? Do I really believe he's the son of God? Do I really believe he is the only way? Do I really believe that it's only in Jesus there's life? And so you have to ask yourself serious questions. Because folks, it's really not a game we're playing. All right, this is real life. This is, these are real things going on today. And while we sit here in America in all our cool comfort and so forth, really, folks, most 90-some percent of the world is not this way. And so you have to shake yourself to, to realize this is, a, this is a body of Christ that's worldwide, and he's moving worldwide by his spirit. Amen? And we're all part of that. We're all part of that. Now, let's look at a couple of scriptures a second quick. Second so, Corinthians 5. Now, I want to just talk about what makes Christianity appealing. When we're in Christ... We, we change. Turn around, turn to somebody and say, you have to change, all right? You become a new person. You become a new creation. All things, and we're in the process where everything's being made new, right? And so uh, uh, all things, uh, now all things are of God. He's reconciled us to himself, 
And he's given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So every person, this isn't an option now. It's not, well, now he's called some to do this or that. No, this is for everybody. And he's given you and I a ministry of reconciliation. In other words, we, we Christ through us, ministers to other people. Let's go to verse 20. It says, now we're ambassadors. Not someday, but today. Amen? Tell your neighbor, say, right now. Whether you've accepted it or not, he wants you to accept it, but you are an ambassador for Jesus Christ. You represent Jesus, or are supposed to represent Jesus. Everybody represents something. What are you noted for? What are you noted for in your job? What are you noted for in the community or in your family? Uh, you know, what you really want to be noted for is that you're a lover of Jesus Christ. Amen? That's what you want to be noted for. Yes, you should have a work well and so forth. That's great. But noted that, boy, they really love Jesus. Take note. People should take note. They really love Jesus. Not a church. Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. You're an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Most, most Americans get it mixed up. They're ambassadors for their churches. You know, they try to recruit people to their church. You know, you want to get people to know Jesus. And God will plead through us or beseech others through us. That's through you and I. To be reconciled to, to Jesus Christ. To be reconciled. Because of what Christ has done, he ministers through us to other people. That's how people are going to hear and know. Now, you can pray till the cows come home. But let me just tell you something. Until you do something, all right, prayer's not enough. All right, you got to do something. So you have to get up. You have to get up off your seat and you have to tell others. Turn to your neighbor and say, tell others. Don't be shy. Don't be ashamed. And this should challenge us because times in my life I felt shy or I felt, you know, intimidated. Well, really, folks, listen, this is where God's pushing us through those barriers that I'm not going to be shy. I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because he saved me. He bought me with his blood. He redeemed me. I'm not going to be ashamed. And so I want to tell others about Jesus. Amen. And you want to say the name of Jesus. I don't want to tell them about God because there are many gods. There are many gods, all right? But there's only one Jesus Christ, the Son of God. There is only one name that's above every name, and his name is Jesus. Amen? So you want to say something about Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think he's talking to you here, all right? This is important. This is important. We, we see what God is doing in a lot of places in the world, but I'm excited about what he wants to do here, Amen. where we live. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants to work through us. He wants to work in our community. He wants to work on our campuses and so forth. He wants to touch people's lives. So we are anointed with good news. And that's the thing. We live in the New Testament. Amen. We live in the New Testament. The Bible says he's made us able ministers of the New Testament. You are not a minister of the Old Testament. Okay, because we're not there anymore. Now we are a minister of the New Testament. And so God interacts with his people now through, with the interacts of the whole world through Jesus Christ. There's a change. That's the difference from the old to the new. Christ has come, and now the interaction of, with God, there's one mediator between God and man, and that is the man, Jesus Christ. It's not Mary. It's not somebody else. His name is Jesus Christ. There is only one mediator. His name is Jesus. And so God interacts with us through Jesus Christ. 
And that's good news. He's not coming to kill people. He's coming to give people life. He's coming to bless their lives. He's coming to transform their lives. Amen. So in the world, of course, the devil hates this. The devil, that's why darkness uh, uh, doing so many things in the world. The devil knows he has a short time. And he doesn't know when the time is up either, but he knows he has a short time. And so as you see the day approaching, there will probably be more turmoil because the time is short. The clock is ticking. But thank God for Jesus. Amen. For us who know Jesus Christ, very important to have your trust in him, your hope in him. Amen. Exodus 34 verse 6 says, God says this about himself. The Lord proclaimed this, okay? So this is what God says about himself. He says, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth. God says this about himself. He's so merciful. He's gracious. This is his character. This is his heart. He's long-suffering. He abounds in goodness. You know, I'm so glad I didn't get what I deserved. I'm so glad that he gave me grace and love. I'm so glad he redeemed my life. I know what I once was, but I'm thankful for what, for what Jesus has done. I'm thankful for who he's making me. Amen? And God sees potential in you. Everybody, every person, God sees potential in you. And when he saves you, he's got a great calling on your life. And let me just tell you, you're not called to sit still. You're not called to just be a member of a church. You know, you're not called just to have a nice job or something, but you're called to be a servant of Jesus Christ. You don't have to preach the gospel. You don't have to be in the fivefold ministry, but you do need to be a servant of Jesus Christ. Amen. We should serve the one who redeemed us. We should serve the one who, who pardoned us from the death penalty. Amen. Being thankful for that. Hallelujah. So God is so good. He's gracious and so forth. And And wonderful. Romans chapter 2. Here's a a good verse. Because a lot of people don't understand his goodness. Some people despise it. Some people despise grace. Think it's a license to sin. To do whatever they want. But yet the scripture says. It's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. This is very interesting. Because he's abundance in goodness. So his goodness is appealing to us to repent. Now, everybody is serving something. You can take an atheist and say, well, I don't believe in God. Well, they're serving some God. Might be their money, might be something else, but they're serving some God. Everybody is serving something. The one you want to serve is Jesus. Because everything else that you serve is dead. Nothing else can bring life. Nothing else can satisfy your soul. Nothing else can give you peace on the inside. Nothing else. I mean, I think of the, the, uh, our Nigerian brother, and they said they wanted him to recant Jesus and so forth. They give him one last opportunity. No, no. Nothing else. Allah is not going to take its place. Allah can do nothing. Folks, and understand, when we talk in terms here, lots of places in the world, you're you're killed by saying that, okay? But you have to understand, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is so good that when you actually see Jesus, you want to run to him. 
Saul of Tarsus who persecuted Christ, who helped kill Christians, imprison Christians and so forth. Yet when he saw Jesus and the goodness of God, he ran to him. His life was changed, boom, right there on the road to Damascus. And of course, then some days later, baptized in the Holy Ghost. And then baptized in water, hallelujah. And his shackles, he had already seen spiritually, but now shackles fall from his eye. And he became a great servant in the church. The goodness of God. Now, if you read, if you read like to modern day and so forth, is there salvation? What about the Jews? All through works. All through works, all through hardship, all through kind of making your way good. Remember, the Old Testament says there's none righteous, no, not one. You can never be righteous through the law. You can never obtain peace through the law. You can never be good enough through the law. Muslims, all through works for Islam. All through works and works and works and works. It gets so distorted that people actually kill somebody else thinking they're doing their God a favor. Hey, Jesus said that. They'll kill somebody thinking they're doing God a favor. Thinking they're doing God a favor. Doing what? Works and works and works to get themselves in heaven. Get themselves to be good enough. These people get so brainwashed that if they blow themselves up, that's their ticket into eternity. How bizarre is that? How devilish is that? The devil makes people look like fools. The devil that makes people look like fools taking them to hell. And they act like they're right. Or the Hindus. There's, there's a million gods. You can make anything a god. Anything can be a god. If you want it to be. And you begin to serve that. And begin to worship that. And you begin to follow that. We've seen people walking, sometimes hundreds of kilometers, they're walking in bare feet and so forth, all painted up to please their God, to show them, I'm serious, so I deserve to get to heaven. We saw the people, yeah, walking on coals of fire to please their God, burning, burning their feet through the soles of their feet. That way they'll get them to heaven. We've seen people that said, I'm going to be so serious. All right, they're in the temple. Boom, they're breaking coconuts. How many coconuts can they shatter over their head? Coconuts shatter. Coconut water flying, golden milk flying and so forth. And the guy's head's like this. Pretty soon it's bloody. So he can get to heaven. Religion. We have denominations that teach penance. You've got to work your way. If you don't go to church, it's a sin. Denominations teach that. Teach it right in town here. If you don't go to church or sin, you won't get into heaven. If you don't become a part of our group. What does Jesus offer? Take all the world religions you got works. Take, what does Jesus offer? Grace. Jesus offers grace. What do I have to do? What do I have to do? Believe. But, oh, but there must be something I have to do in the flesh. What do I have to do? Just believe. Just trust me. Put your trust in me. But no, I must have to do so. Do I have to give everything away? Do I have to fast 40 days? What do I have to do? Just believe. Do I have to go to church for the next 10 years and earn membership things? No, no, no. Just believe. Do I have to read my Bible through 50 times? No, just believe. The goodness of God. When people see how good God is, it makes me think, what am I doing? I'm going to go serve you. The goodness of God, there's a trail that leads us to repent. Amen? Folks, you, know, you all know people. You all know people who are caught up in works. You all know people who are trying to be good enough. 
You'll never be good enough. No one will be good enough. Because Jesus made the way for us. All we have to do is believe in him. He is my way. He has to become your way. You have to become convinced in my heart, your heart. No, he is the truth. I have life through him. Christianity, Jesus Christ brings us grace. Ephesians 1 verse 18. He wants to open our understanding. Amen. He wants to open our understanding. Okay. So many, so many places. A lot of churches make things complicated. Complicated. I grew up in a denomination. Everything was complicated. Of course, I was baptized as a baby. So they always said, Dave, well, you're going to heaven. You're baptized as a baby. I said, I sure don't feel like I'm going to heaven. Living like hell. Oh, yeah, but you're baptized as a baby. Means nothing. How come you have no peace? Because it's not scriptural. That's why you have no peace. It's not scriptural. Nobody's going to heaven because they were baptized as a baby. Can we make that clear? Major denomination in our city, major doctrine in our city. You don't get to heaven by being baptized as a baby. Can you be clear on that? Someone wants to argue. Hand them the Bible. Do you know what you believe? What gives us? What gives us this peace? What gives us this presence? Knowing, knowing the truth will set you free from all the other fears and doubts. I was fed a lie for 20 some years of my life until all of a sudden I saw the truth. Got saved in a bar. Life was transformed. Forgiven through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ transforms our lives. And only Jesus, only through faith in his name, will we get to heaven or will anybody get to heaven. Even the thief on the cross for that one Portion of time, we don't even know how long it was, but he said, Lord, remember me. And his heart was saying, he recognized who Jesus was. When you come into your kingdom, you are the king. I do believe in you are the king. Jesus said, you're right. And today you'll be with me in paradise. This gospel is so good. I'd want to tell people how good it is. I want to tell people they can be free. I can want to tell people how good and gracious the Lord is. He's opened the eyes of my understanding. What's the hope of your calling? The riches of the glory of his inheritance. Oh, Jesus, it's you. It's you, Jesus. The seeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. So when we believe, all of a sudden we see, wow, his power is so great. His power is so wonderful. His love is so good. See, when I see people lost, folks, something should grip your heart. Okay, you've got to ask for a revelation. God so loved the world. Okay, you've got to love people. But what if people are going the wrong way? Right? If the building's on fire, you want to get people out. Right? The world's on fire. You want to show them the way to Jesus. You want to say, there is a way here to life. 
This is so, folks, I shared this for years with my family. I got cussed at. I got criticized. I got all kinds of things. I got beat down. We'd leave, we'd leave Iowa and so forth. We'd shake off the dust of our feet, pray in tongues, build up ourselves in our most holy faith, and move on. The truth is something not negotiable. It's not negotiable. It's not, it's not something you'd even debate. It's not debatable. No, it's just the truth. We've seen people worldwide by the millions serving other gods. And look at, look at how the world is. <laughs> very sad, very sad sort of thing. Ephesians 2.1, it says, you were dead. We were dead. We were dead in our sins, but he made us alive. That's like I was dead and Jesus said, I'll give you life. Everybody, everybody's been dead in their trespasses and sin, their rebellion, their sins, and so forth. And, you know, that's a lot of times why people don't want to listen. It's like, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I couldn't be wrong. I live my whole life this way. A lot of times why well, it's good to reach young people. Amen? Reach young people for Jesus before all the hardening of the heart gets set up. You know, the hardening of the brain gets set up. Well, they don't want to change. But the truth is, Jesus is the only way. That's the truth. We were dead, but he gave us life. Verse 2 and 3. It says this Ephesians chapter 2. We once walked according to the world. Yep. According to the prince of the power of the air. That was the devil. This spirit now works in the world. And the children are disobedient. Still at work today. Go, go back to 3 a second. Go back again. It says, but among whom also we conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and mind. We're by nature the children of wrath. Well, that's... That's where we were at. That's where we were all at. What does that make me think when I see people? It makes me think, man, I've been there. You know, you, know, you should never preach like this down at people. We were there. Remember where you've come from. You want to help people to show them the way. Right? I once, I once was there too. I mean, you can stay there if you want, but, but there's life in Jesus. Real life in Jesus Christ who is alive. And that's what we offer. He's so good. Folks, he's working today in ways like Sam. Here's our dear brother Sam. And the place he was renting, the Hindu priest comes. And this now this priest whose life's been transformed. He's a worshiper of other gods. You know, offering sacrifice. There's, There's a lot of bad things going on. But offering all kinds of stuff. And now his eyes get open as he sees the brethren. And he, see, he hears the songs. He hears the scriptures. He sees the passion and he begins to see Jesus. And then he becomes a believer in Jesus. That's huge. Amen? See, sometimes we say, well, you got to just leave it all behind just like that. No, our lives are transformed. There's transformation. Amen? Say transformation. So little by little... We're always growing. I'm still growing. Hallelujah. So, so we have Hindus that say, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I say, hallelujah. Now, they still might go to the temple yet, but they believe in Jesus. I know this. If they believe in Jesus, you know what he'll do? He'll show them the truth. They'll start reading the word. I see that. Now, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. And pretty soon, they're in a the church. Transformation. We all were lost. Amen? Think about it. Billy Graham said you should never preach about hell without tears in your eyes. You should think about it. 
It's a real place. When I read the obituaries in the Brookings Register, and I think, where did they go? I mean, I don't know a lot of the people that are in the paper, but I think, where did they go? It's over for them. It's too late. There is no purgatory. That's a lie, too. Not in the Bible, folks. Not in the Bible. See, if you know the Word of God, then you realize, well, wait a minute. I've got to make decisions in this life while I'm still alive right now. Not later. Amen? And so we turn our eyes to Jesus. So the next verse in verse 4 says, but God. Say, but God. But God. <clears throat> Notice he's rich in mercy. God is not rich in judgment. We're in the New Testament, folks. He's not here like this. I'll just wait till you, you do that again. You're just going to get pulverized. No, no, he's not that way. He's rich in mercy. And some people have trampled the grace of God underfoot. That's true. However, it doesn't change his character. He's still rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us. He's rich in mercy. Rich in mercy. Rich in mercy. Through Christ Jesus, God through Jesus Christ loved the world. Jesus hung on the cross. wasn't nails that kept him there. It was love for you and I that kept Jesus on that cross. He hung on the cross for us. And because of that now, there is the standard for how God's going to treat the world. Through the cross of Christ, he's beckoning to the world. He's beckoning to people. You know, I just think, wow. What a good news that is. Amen? It's tremendous good news. We just heard from Sam, too, that this, this village that he grew up in and so forth. Over the last 30 years, they just found a believer. Someone gave their life to Jesus. Unreached village. Someone gave their life to Jesus. Of course, the person's being persecuted because now you, your eyes are open and so forth. It's a, big, it's a big deal. But they gave their life to Jesus. Wow, that is so good. But God who is rich in mercy, wherewith he loved us through Jesus Christ. He loved us with an everlasting love. But God, let's look a few more verses here. Let's look at verse 5. He provided life when we were dead. Even when we were dead, he made us alive. Provided life for us. So it's already provided for everybody. We're just trying to show them, amen? We're trying to beseech. Christ is trying to beseech others through us. Look, you have life in Jesus if you accept it. You have to accept Jesus, though. By grace, you've been saved. You're raised up together, made to sit together in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. So he's, here he's provided all these things that we can be raised up from the scum of the earth that we all were to now be seated with him. Verse 7 and following, it says there, the ages to come, he'll show the exceeding riches of his grace. And that's what he's doing now in us. And in people, he's showing the great riches of his grace. Here are people now redeemed. People say, no, they can't be redeemed. They should have to work for that. They should have to do something for that. No, no, through Jesus, he's done it. That's the good news. He's done it. He'll show the riches of his grace in his kindness toward us. Remember what Jesus said, even on the Sermon on the Mount. He is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Remember that. Always remember that. That's how God treats people. I, I feel very bad in America. You see Christians, they're marching, you know, and they're against this and they're against that. And they want to tramp, uh, champion what sins they're against. I always feel sad about that. I want to champion how good Jesus is. 
I want to champion God's grace. I want to champion how much he loves people, cares about people. He's kind to people. And that people's eyes can be opened up and think like, oh my goodness, I think you're right. Think about it. <laughs> His kindness toward us in Jesus Christ, for by grace have you been saved through faith. You've been saved, you've been delivered, you've been set free. All those things through faith. Not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It's only by grace. Only by His grace. It's never because you're so good. It's never because, oh, I stand in faith, so it's me. No, no, no. It's always by his grace. Do we believe? Yes. Do we have faith? Yes. But still, it is by his grace. Amen? Say grace. Grace is a good word. Amen? It's a good word. So verse 9 and 10, we'll close with that. So it says, not of works lest anybody should boast. So it's not our works, but it's his works. Thank you, Jesus. All the other gods, all the other world religions, all the other things out there, always it's because of your works. No, no, it's because of his works, not your works, not of works, lest anybody should boast. Nobody can boast. Nobody can say, you know, I did this. So God did that. I, I prayed all this time. So he had no, no, no. It's all because of him. Do we do all those? Yes, we do. Do we fellowship? Yes, we do. Do we hear the word? Yes. Do we read it? Yes. Do we pray? Yes. But it's still him. For we are his workmanship. And he wants to work through us the things that he's prepared. That we should walk in those things. Like being, like being ambassadors. Like being someone that, that represents the king. And when you represent the king, you speak what the king says. Amen. You speak the king's word. And you share... Those words from the throne room are the words you get in private and you share those with others. Now, I met with the king. This is what the king says. That he loves you. That he cares about you. He's got a better plan. He's got a better path than the path you're on. Not about joining a church. It's about a relationship. It's about a relationship. All the other things are about laws and so forth and rules. No, this is about a relationship with the king. A relationship with a God who is alive. Amen? He is alive. So when we go to places, we encourage pastors because they live there. They live there. That's their home. That's their tribal language and so forth. We encourage them so that they can be blessed and so forth to continue the ministry. To continue to do what they're doing in the face of adversity. In the face of adversity, I, you know, we go and we do a lot of things and I feel about this big. I feel about that big because I see these champions for Christ who, who take all that they have, which is very little, and put it to use for his kingdom and are not ashamed to tell others and not ashamed to shine. It's powerful. It's powerful. Folks, this is the day we live in. This is your time. Amen? This is your time. I know we have jobs. I know there's things going on. But you do have to shake yourself. This is our time. I do watch world events. I keep in tune with world events and so forth. just tells me it's getting closer. It's getting closer. I do see atrocities and so forth. But I'm also well aware because of our Christian context where sin does abound, grace does that much more abound. People are getting saved. People are getting set free. Terrorists are getting saved. Terrorists, people that have beheaded others, are getting saved. Just like Saul of Tarsus. Amazing. Amazing grace. What the Lord is doing.
That's an awesome word. I think we need to sing a song. Okay. Do you have one? No. <laughs> Go ahead. I have two thoughts. Okay. We could sing, I must have Jesus in my whole life. It says, in my walking, in my talking, Amen. in my sleeping, in my sleeping and in my waking, I must have Jesus yeah. in my life. Yeah. Or otherwise we could do, I'm a conqueror. <laughs> Let's do the first one first. Okay. I must have Jesus in, in my, my whole life. life. I, I must have, have Jesus in my life. In my walking, in my walking, in my talking, in my sleeping, in my waking. I must have You want to stand up? I must have Jesus in my whole life. I must have Jesus in my life. Oh, in my walking, in my talking, in my sleeping, in my waking. Jesus in my life. How's that last line go? I must have Jesus in Okay, let's do it one more time. I must have Jesus in my whole life. I must have Jesus in my life. Oh, in my walking, in my talking, in my sleeping, in my waking. Must have Jesus in my life. I'm a conqueror, victorious. I'm reigning with Jesus. I'm seated in heavenly places with him, with him. For the kingdom of God is within me. I know no defeat, only strength and power. For the kingdom of God is within me. I know no defeat, only victory. Amen. Amen. Thank you for Amen. victory. Strength and power. This Hallelujah. This is the victory that overcomes. Let's give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Our faith. Thank you for the victory, Jesus. Thank, Thank you. you. Jesus. This is the victory. Thank yes, you, Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> so we'll give a benediction and, and we'll declare over God's people mm. that you are conquerors. Amen. You are victorious. Amen. Victorious. You are reigning with Jesus. Amen. You are seated in heavenly places. You are lights for Jesus. With him. Amen. In your walking, in your talking, in your sleeping, in your waking. Amen. You've got it all. Yes. You have the most Thank high you, God. Yes. You have the king of kings. Yes. You have his presence. Yes. The greater one is within you. Thank you, Jesus. And you are temples of the holy one. Amen. Hallelujah. All God's people shout. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.